Sonic Hub and welcome to another episode here for the Funkit Pod, Mindful Media and Communication. And in this episode, it was really tough to not start with Keisha's uh, super hit. <laughs> and you already know why, because you saw the headline or the thumbnail or whatever made you click here, right? So let's jump right into it um, because, well... We're talking about TikTok, obviously, right? And TikTok's been in the in the news as of late, and so I figure it makes sense to just quickly analyze a little bit, like why is TikTok always in the news when it comes to, I know, privacy issues, being sued, and whatnot. So I'm kind of like waltzing through that dance dance app or that app that became famous thanks to all those dancers back then. Um, gonna like try to navigate this pretty complex web of data privacy and we're gonna try to have like this quick pit stop at like the, the global stage of what can you do in different countries for example from europe to thailand where i'm based right now and and beyond of course so let's jump into tiktok's dance with controversy if you will okay so tiktok is of course synonymous with like catchy tunes for viral challenges and yes those never-ending loops it just never stops right like yet beneath this, this exterior right it's there's a kind of like a, a whirlwind romance, if you will, with controversy. Like there are allegations around user data ending up in pretty questionable databases. There's Europe's GDPR that's been raising eyebrows and, and, and even more red flags, if you will. Okay. If you're a TikTok user, if you recall your first time setting up your, your account, right? So the permissions that it asked for, it said that it's for, for some users, that it wasn't just their dance move that that's got exposure, but but probably even more, right? Just picture this: like teenagers all across Europe, right, doing their viral dances, and all while being oblivious to where their data actually spins off to, right? So the concern isn't just about what TikTok knows, but about what it does with what it knows, and who else gets to know that. So that's the that's that's more or less the issue, okay? And yeah, different countries, different regulations, of course, right? So in Europe, there's the GDPR. Here in Thailand, we have the PDPA. The US, they have lots of different stuff. Um, so we've got to figure out where, where's the beef. And right now, as of recording, 2023, right now, uh, TikTok's got major beef in, in Europe. And why? Because the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation in Europe, um, is just like Europe's guardian of the galaxy if you will of the digital galaxy it's it's designed to ensure that companies treat our data with the respect that it deserves okay it's like a a yardstick by which many global regulations are measured actually okay in contrary we are like not a contrary but I know besides that here in Thailand for example we have the PDPA the PDPA took inspiration from the GDPR and try to merge best practices, I want to say, with, with like localized requirements here in Thailand. So yeah, the, if you want, you look at like those busing streets of Bangkok and the street food vendors accepting digital payments and you can scan QR codes to pay, right? To like all the high-end and malls here with, with facial recognition, if you will. Um, the PDPA tries to ensure like the digital respect isn't just lost in translation, so to speak. Now, if it's enforced, <laughs> it's a different question, okay? In the US, 
Um, but like it's it, the US is just so completely different, right? And it plays to a different tune, and more in just in just a second. Um, yeah, so there are states like California, for example, they have similarish regulations that are leaning towards the GDPR, I want to say. Um, but there's lots of diversity in, in, in the U.S., right? Um, if you ask someone from, from Texas or from New York, they probably have different takes on what data you can use and store and, and pass on and, and so on, okay? Um, the main or the major difference, I want to say, between Europe and the U.S., for example, would be that Europe really focuses on privacy first of the user of of the citizens while in the us it's more like if you tell the user hey we're going to use your data it's fair game and i simplify of course right but they're like more economic benefits over maybe individual benefits because i told you i'm going to use your data so you can't complain while in europe the reasons why you Collect data must be very clear, otherwise you're going to get sued. And that's what's happening to TikTok right now, but more on this in just a second. Okay, so two major, major, I know, points of view are um, in regards to how to use data or how to store data is um, how to utilize and handle privacy with your app, in this case, TikTok, right? So there are two diff ma different major approaches. One is privacy by default. It's a setting. The other one is privacy by design. It's also a setting. Okay, so now you have to figure out, okay, what are we going to do with our company, our app? Do we go for privacy by design or privacy by default? So if you remember that the time you open up an app and it seemed to know, well, a bit too much about you, right? That's the clash between privacy by default, where user data protection is baked right into the app, basically, and the unfortunate reality many of us actually face. So let's 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 dive into the more like harmonious, I want to say, say version. Okay, so privacy by design. It's a world where like every digital step, every pixelated leap, if you will, respects user data, right? Everything you click, everything you do is data okay it's like constructing a house based on like different bricks of data right instead of adding locks after building it like imagine you just integrate security into every single brick yeah every window like just from the get-go from the outset okay and now the question is if you just look at your phone right now right how many apps in your phone actually honor your privacy yeah how often are we if you're honest lured in by the convenience of an app like overlooking deliveries it actually takes with your data yeah why do random apps ask you for access to your bluetooth for example like you don't even need it like huh and isn't like curious that like after a simple chat about maybe a restaurant ads for similar eateries start popping up everywhere coincidence hmm. yeah so it's difficult, and I, I don't just want to hate on TikTok here, of course, because other apps are doing the similar things. TikTok is just like the, the big, the big. I don't want to say fall guy because it's not falling, but just like make an example out of it, just because it's like the, this big company that's based in China. I'm, I'm pretty certain that other companies are doing similar things, right? Um, but, but let's stick to this case for a second. So right now, TikTok... Again, being scrutinized, especially in Europe and being sued in Europe um, because of the privacy issues, right? So it's saying, well, 
and it's mostly in regards to to also children's see for example right it's also in regards to um uh, how how it treats children what children can do when they sign up and so on but more on this like as i like i said in 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 just a little bit i i want to i want to like talk about a few implications and then i'm going to break it down in, into more detail okay so if you like in this world in that, in that we're in right now right there's this world of like endless scrolling if you will and endless clicking and so on like this this digital tapestry is like pretty rich right pretty pretty varied like lots of different content yet each click is kind of like a breadcrumb right that leads to your preferences what you like if you if you stop on a video for example that's data right it it, it shows more about your life about what you like and there's a paradox in all of that, right? In a in a bit to like become more connected with everything, everyone, all the time, we have inadvertently surrendered like our our digital autonomy, if you will. And isn't that like a, just just a tad, just several tads creepy when like an, an online ad eerily mirrors like a recent conversation? I, it freaks me out. So I think a thought to consider here is like that the data the data realm isn't really that different from the wild, okay? Just as every forest has its like guardians and predators, the digital woods have regulations and hackers. <laughs> I'm not saying TikTok is a hacker, but the question remains like just how well do you navigate those those woods, okay? Hmm. But like I said, I want I want Go into a bit more detail, okay? If you talk about like the GDPR, the PDPA, and whatnot. So again, like backing up to like this this GDPR, like what's Europe really about? Okay, so in Europe, um, the GDPR is like, <laughs> and if you're like from the US, you're gonna hate me for it. It's like this this knight in shining armor. Okay, why? Wait, wait, wait. Just let me explain. Yeah, so it uh, again it originates from the EU, and it's like pretty stringent like re regulation about more than just check boxes and user agreements and yes pop up and so on yeah fines under the gdpr they can reach up to millions in the rocks voice and millions millions of of of, of euros every year okay so next time the, the, the cookie notification pops up <laughs> yeah you know why because if they, if the website doesn't do that they're gonna they could get sued. Okay, so that's why European websites, for example, need to be like very, very careful with like communicating how they use your data, what kind of data they're using, and and so on. Okay. Um, also, what's interesting, I think that the GDPR brought to light the what we call the, the right to be forgotten. Okay, it's like also like a law, so to speak. Um, so if you ever wanted to erase something from the internet, like that information about you the gdpr might be that genie that can fulfill that wish okay it really depends on like what kind of data so if it's if you kill someone that data will not be erased for example um but if there's something that there's no reason for it being stored then you can request data controllers the company that stores the data delete it to delete it that could be google that could be whatever website you've you've been on for example right so if you delete your account then there's a rule that says after a certain amount of time they have to delete the data too unless it needs to be stored for something whatever okay and that's that's pretty pretty stringent in the eu right so the reason why a company stores your data 
is pretty strict in the EU, while in the US it might not be as strict. That's also one reason why TikTok is in trouble right now, because the EU says once you don't need the data anymore to provide your service, you have to delete it. And now, of course, companies argue, yeah, but maybe we need this data again, or maybe we still need it. But the EU says no. That user deleted their account. You don't need the data. Delete the data. For ex as a, just as an example, okay. So this this is one of the the arguments that the EU has with TikTok, for example. Okay. Also, like how to transfer data is like another point. Okay. It's a pretty hot topic. Topic actually, like how to transfer data. Um, there's like a ruling called Schrems two. Um, like the data flow between, the, for example, Europe and the US. It's like very much scrutinized right now, right? So because it's it's just important to have like those those safe havens for data, so to speak. So you cannot just send any data from country A to country B, for example. You would assume, yeah, why not? It's easier, right? Just I mean the internet. So, but you need to, if you, for example, even if your company is based in the US, but you operate in Europe, you have to comply with the GDPR, for example. So those rules are pretty strict, pretty important. And like I said earlier, Thailand tried to copy that to some extent and says, okay, we're going to start the PDPI, PDPA, the Privacy Data Protection Act. And, but it got a bit of a unique flair. Right? So it's like, it tries to emphasize more Asian cultural values, if you will. So it, it's about like privacy as well, but also like this communal harmony, if you, if you will. Um, yeah, so it's... How do I do this? Yeah, let's, so let's, let's imagine Thai silk because it's very intricate. Oh, that's a smart metaphor here. I'm very proud of that right now. Um, the, the PDPA tried to weave. <laughs> see what I'm doing here? Like this, this protective net um, when it comes to sensitive data. Yeah, for example, for health, race, biometrics, and, and so on. Um, it commenced in 2022 and 2020, but the... Enforcement is still uh, no comment. <laughs> and when we talk about the US, what I did earlier, right? Um, in the US, it's like it's really like a, like a patchwork thing because the different states have different rules. Like California, as I said earlier, they have like the uh, let me see if I wrote it down the CCPA, California Consumer Privacy Act, um, which is inspired-ish by the GDPR. I want I want to say. Um, so they can opt out of like how the data is collected and so on. Um, but states like, like New York or Washington have like other acts right? that could be similar, but just a different name. So it's, it's very much a state thing, which is leads to this, this patchwork, I don't know, this patchwork piece of law, regulations, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you look at other countries, like just for example, Brazil, Brazil has, the, I forgot to write it down. It's the LGPD, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's based on similar principles to the GDPR, but it's of course more towards like Brazilian realities. And so, and India has the draft of the, I think it's just called DPB Data Protection Bill, um, which tries to echo like both like the, the, the GDPR, but also the unique demographic needs in India, of course, because India is so big. Even like different African countries have have um, have regulations. That's the African, and I wrote this one on the African Union's Convention on Cybersecurity and Personal Data Protection. 
which also sets standards across the whole continent, for example. So you see everybody's trying to, to work on it. But we're not here to talk about everybody. We're here to talk about TikTok. And so I'm bringing this back to TikTok now, okay, and then wrapping things up. So those privacy concerns again, right, which I said earlier. So the question is, how does it store data and how does it process the data, okay? And yeah, the parent company of, of TikTok, ByteDance, for example, was back then already accused of collecting data without actually asking for consent, which I, which I talked about earlier. Yeah, it's a scenario similar to many platforms, but since TikTok has become so popular, lots of people now paying attention. Okay. So Europe's response to all of that is, is like, hey, yeah, we got the GDPR here, like the knight in shining armor, how I just call it. So Europe is like, hey, knight. Go fight TikTok. So now GDPR riding into battle. Um, and be because GDPR, Europe is so, so vigilant about it. Uh, TikTok is now under heavy scrutiny. Okay. So now regulators, they began probing the platform, whether or not it's compliant with European data protection laws. And I wrote this one down too. That's why I have to look at my script. The European Data Protection Board, EDPB, um, they had a task force that was actually like looking into, into this, this whole thing. Okay. Now, TikTok says, on the other hand, all the stuff that you found has been years old and we already changed it. We already made changes to comply with the GDPR. And now there's a huge back and forth. Okay. Um, what's going to happen is, 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 is another question, right? So what's, what's next, basically? And yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't think that TikTok is going to go under or anything because it's way too too big to fail um also other companies probably doing similar things um maybe they're just smarter at it or maybe they do actually comply with european laws while tiktok has taken some liberties there who knows it's just very interesting and it's it's not just tiktok that's being sued by the way google is being sued in europe all the time like germany where i'm from is like one of the countries that sued that, that just keeps suing google all, all the time um, for for privacy infringements and privacy issues and and whatnot and IP tracking and what what, what you name it we sue them for it. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of, of of course always suing everybody, but in this case I think just holding big companies responsible and especially when it comes to data, because I mean you've seen those creepy ads and so on. It feels like this guy from you stalking you. I think it's maybe not a bad idea to to ask for accountability for those for those companies as, as le at least as much as you can so um yeah i leave it at that because again predictions hard to make i, I am predicting tiktok isn't going anywhere i'm predicting tiktok's gonna pay a fine it's then that's gonna be that i don't think the fine's gonna be as high as they indicate right now because they're gonna have a point in saying hey we already adapted to lots of the gdpr stuff that that you just found by by probing like us on standards from 2020 um, by losing, they're going to pay a fine so that Europe can say, look, they paid a fine. We fined them hard, probably the highest fine ever or something, but not as much as they want. And then we're going to move on. That, that's, that's my that's my prediction. Okay. Having said, um, yeah, let me know what you think. What do, do you care about about data, about privacy? Or do you care about like what apps do with your, with your stuff? Or are you like, whatever, as long as it's free, I don't care. I have nothing to hide. That's like the, the knockout argument people always make. I have nothing to hide. You can collect my data. Yeah, cool. Uh, but I mean, do you just want the creepy companies following you around? Let me know in the comments. Let me know uh, social media at Funkitport, email Funkitport at gmail.com. As always, like, share, subscribe, um, leave some reviews. That would be awesome. And yeah, we'll see each other on TikTok. Until then, take care, stay safe. Sorry, Cap.